Hey everybody, this is Bishop Brian Gallardo and you're listening to the LifeGate Church Podcast where we lift the name of Jesus and empower every listener. For more information, please go to lifegatekc.org or briangallardo.com. But if you have your Bibles, go with me to Acts chapter number five and remain standing as it is our custom at our church when we read the word of the Lord. Um, These early apostles... How many in the church have never read the book of Acts from start to finish? Let me see. It's okay. No condemnation. Let me see. Just a couple of us. I really encourage you to, to, to read that because what you see in the modern day church is not what is not the church of the Bible. The book of Acts, actually, most people don't realize this. The book of Acts is the blueprint for what church should look like. And the modern day American church don't look like that. There's like a spirit of numbness in the American church where we don't feel God, we don't sense God, we don't talk to the Lord. In American church today, we worship church over God. We go to the church that moves us, not moves God. We go to the church that we feel comfortable in, not the church that convicts us and calls us to a higher level in Christ Jesus. And so I really encourage you in this season, get in the book of Acts and really look like what the church looks like. These guys were so anointed, y'all, that when Peter would show up, his shadow would throw on people. And the glory that was so strong on him would heal people of sickness and disease. Paul had handkerchiefs. He would wipe his head in Ephesus, and they would mail them throughout the region. And the Bible said when he did that, demons would come out of people, and people would be healed. Amen? The Bible said that there was no musicians. Y'all keep playing because it helps me. But the Bible said there was no musicians in the book of Acts. When Peter started preaching one by one like popcorn, they would jump up and start speaking in the Holy Ghost. And so what you read in the book of Acts, we are not experiencing, and I'm going to use this next word, extremely prophetically and powerful, yet. See, see how numb y'all are? You can't even clap about that. See how numb the church is? I'm going to say it one more time. We're not experiencing that yet. That was almost, there was 40%. We are not experiencing the book of Acts, but we're going to. We got it. We got it yet coming. And, and here's, here's how I know. Here's how I know. Joel said the prophet in the very last days of the last days and we're there the spirit of the Lord would be poured out upon all flesh your young people would prophesy and your old people I'm gonna call myself old would see visions which means some of us older saints we've lost the fire of God And we need to vision again. We need to be stirred again. Come on. Don't get so comfortable or common or normal to the presence of God that it's no longer sacred to you. If you can sit in a praise and worship service and play on your phone, you're treating what's sacred as a common thing. So there's these guys in the book of Acts, Peter, the apostle, and he's performing all these miraculous acts. And people are getting healed, set free, and delivered. And verse 17 and 19 reads this way. The high priest and his officials who were Sadducee, Sadducees, they were religious leaders. They were Sadducees. They didn't believe in the resurrection of Jesus. They didn't believe in anything could get up. They didn't believe in revival power. They didn't believe Lazarus got up. They didn't believe Dorcas got up. They didn't believe the Valley of Dry Bones got up. They didn't believe Tabitha got up. They didn't believe in Talitha Kumai, that Jesus, they didn't believe none of that. They were sad. Would that be a sad church? that didn't believe in the resurrection power of Christ? Wouldn't it be a sad church that didn't believe in revival? 
Some of you don't believe that today. That's why you're so sad. You're like them. You're sad, you see. They were filled with jealousy, and so they arrested the apostles, and they put them in public jail. A lot of times in churches like this, what the body tries to do is manipulate the atmosphere and put the gift in a jail. But that's not happening to this church. I'm not... I put what I give you what God puts in my spirit. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God for that. Verse 19, but the angel of the Lord came at night and he opened up the gates. He opened up, he opened up life gate. He opened up the, that's the gate we want to open life gate. He opened up the gate are the doors of the jail and brought them out. Father, give them ears to hear, give them eyes to see what you're saying, what you're doing right now in this season, in this hour, and what you're trying to release into the the, the earth in this country. God, I'm so thankful that America will see a revival. God, I'm so thankful that our best days are ahead of us. I'm so thankful, God, even though this is the year of election infection. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, you would cause the church to keep their eyes on Jesus being the Savior and not on the left or the right. In the precious name of Christ, we pray. And the people said amen and amen. I believe with all my heart, as you read scripture, first off, I apologize. All my suits are getting way too big. I'm going to sew two suits today. I already told Alex he's getting two. And belief that I'm going to get four new ones. They're all way too big. Two sizes. I went to the tailor this week and I said, can you fix this suit? She said, oh, no, no, you was fat boy. (laughs) She's so sweet. And so she said, you need new suits, man. I'm like, I'm going to get new suits in the name of Christ. So right now we are in the year 2024. How many has been having a great year so far? The rest of you, we're going to pray for you in Jesus' name that you have a great year soon. But we live our life based on a Gregorian calendar. That's how we keep track of holidays, times, and seasons. That's called the Gregorian calendar. It's 2024 right now. But the Hebraic calendar, they believe, uh, the precious Hebrew people, they believe that create the first day was 5,784 years ago. So their calendar starts in September, and, and on that calendar, it's the year 5784. Now, uh, you know, I try, to, I try to very much look into what God is saying and hear what he's saying keep my heart my ears on his heartbeat and I was looking at this and I started playing with these numbers five plus seven plus eight plus four is actually the number 24 so what I'm trying to tell you is you are living right now in a very prophetic moment it could not get any more prophetic than this right now in in the world right now do you know that that there's many leaders so America we have a new president every four years or every eight years depending on if he gets reelected but globally do you know that there's all kinds of prime ministers and leaders getting ready to go into a new office in 2024 like this is a big election year and I was praying about that this week because listen I hate election years as a pastor because church people act nuts y'all act crazy because what you don't know is there's democrats and republicans in our church and that's not the focus the focus is jesus we have to we have to touch what we agree upon and stay there if not we're all going to hate each other amen in here 
You can't belittle somebody because they're a Republican or belittle somebody because they're a Democrat. Keep all that junk outside in your own mind. You don't need to put it on Facebook because you'll be a causer of division. The main thing is the main thing, and that's kingdom first, period, right? We seek the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of the White House. See, the problem is the White House is, I feel like preaching all of a sudden, the White House has never fixed nothing. They never changed nothing. You could put a donkey or an elephant there. That's not God's plan, kingdom people. God's plan is for kingdom people to go out there and change the world. But the problem in the American church is some of you are so stinking lazy. You won't go out there and pray. You won't go out there and fast. You won't go out there and press. You're not bringing cultural change. It's thy kingdom come, thy will be done here like it is there. Who do you think he's using to bring the kingdom to the earth? You. Look at your neighbor and say, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. That was my little push. Be kind. Amen. Sometimes you just need to be quiet. Read the book of Proverbs. You sound like a fool when you open your mouth and argue stuff that doesn't matter about your destiny. If it doesn't touch your destiny, why are you arguing about it? All that happens in those kind of arguments is two people hating each other. You think that's going to put somebody different in the White House? No. So don't get election infection. Please don't get infected. Please don't get infected. Well, I heard on the news. <laughs> yeah, that's a good source. So the Gregorian calendar and the Hebrew calendar. Five is, is the fifth letter in the alphabet in the Hebrew uh, calendar, which is the, the letter He, which means God breathing. Seven is Zalin, the authority of Christ. Eight is Chet, which is a hinged frame for a door to open and shut. And four is Dalet, which is a door. So when I was praying and seeking God, and it's crazy, if you start studying all the men of God and all the prophets that are in the land, they're saying that this is the year of the door. I mean, it's, it's crazy how God is saying this globally across the board, that God is really wanting to take us into a deeper realm with him. He's really wanting us, it's, it's more than houses and cars and lands and BMWs, come on. It's more than wealth and money and riches. That's all fine and good. You can't take it with you. The main thing that God wants us to be is spiritually wealthy. He is opening the door in this season bidding you to come. He is asking you to get to jump in. You see a lot of people come to the kingdom uh, like a swimming pool diva. They, they, they sit on the sidelines. They sit in the, the, the chair at the pool and they don't want to get their hair wet. They don't want to get their nails wet. They don't want to get those caterpillar eyelashes wet. All they want to do is they want to sit and spectate and watch everybody and yell at the new generation for splashing on them. Don't get me wet, kids. Don't splash your water on me, kids. But I'm here to tell a generation of young people, we want you to, we want you to go up to the diving board and head headlong into the things of God. I'm believing with all my heart. Come on, seasoned saints. We got to cheer our kids on. We got to cheer our young people on. If they don't get saturated in the things of God, the future church looks bleak. But I hear a remnant church on Blue Ridge Boulevard that is ready to walk up to the diving board and head down deep into the things of God. If that's you, say yes. Look at your neighbor. Say yes. Say yes. Look at somebody say the door is opening to you. The door of Holy Ghost power is opening to you. The door of the supernatural is opening to you. 
the door of healing is opening to you. I dare you to tell somebody, the door of revival is opening to you and God's gonna slam the door in the face of religion. Dead religion is closing. Prayerlessness is closing. Passionlessness is closing. God is calling a church to go to another realm in him and the door is open. Slap your neighbor high five and say yes. I feel like preaching, Kaya. Three. Three doors. I'm believing for three doors for LifeGate Church. I want you to write these down. I want you to pin them on Pinterest. And if you're still on MySpace, put them on there. Praise God. I want you to tell everybody you know what we're believing for at LifeGate. Number one, we're believing for the doorway of faith. I am asking the Lord to awaken the faith on the inside of you. It's, 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 I was, Lord, can I say that here? Yes, I can. Okay, I hear you. He wouldn't have gave it to me not to tell you if you didn't put it in my spirit. You can usually gauge somebody's relationship with God not during praise music. Praise music, everybody shouts. Because good atmospheres and God atmospheres are not the same thing. You can go to a Carrie Wood Under, uh, Underwood concert, and she, that girl can sing. Come on in here. She, man, I, 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 I'm going to start crying at some of her songs. She sings so good. My God. She sang How Great Thou Art at the Grand Ole Opry. It put me in tears. Don't mean she's anointed. And you can generally tell where somebody's at with Jesus based off not during their shout, but when worship starts. You can't even lift your hands and worship a God you don't worship. Worship has nothing to do in, uh, about what you do in here unless it has nothing to do with what you do in here. Door of faith. People of faith worship. We trust God. We've seen him move mountains. Come on. There is nothing that's impossible. And we're standing here only because you made a way. You made a way. Come on, help me sing because my voice is shot. When my back's against the wall. And it looked as if it was over. You made a way. And we're standing here. And we're standing here only because you made a way. See, I'm praying for the door of faith to open to us at LifeGate Church so you have no problem worshiping the Lord. I said, God, why isn't my church worshiping that you called me to, to lead? He said, because some of the people in the church aren't in love with me. They're dating 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 me. They're not in love with me. I said, ooh, Jesus, do, do, do tell, do talk. He said, you remember when you was in the dating world? I said, yes, Lord, I remember. He said, you remember that those young ladies that you would date? They really didn't like you because they would date you on Monday and then you, then you heard 
word they were with Joe and, and Andre Friday and then on Saturday they was with Jose and his people and I said yes Lord he said you remember how your heart felt when you was being cheated on I said yes sir Lord I, rem- I know what you're saying he was saying so it be in my church they date me on Sunday but on Monday they're dating somebody else on Tuesday they're dating somebody else on Wednesday they're dating somebody else but here's what I'm believing for 2024 is that the door of faith opens up in your heart and you fall in love with Jesus that you fall in love with the king that you get in covenant with him everybody shout the door of faith number two the second door I'm believing for LifeGate Church I feel like preaching on today I was preaching Thursday morning and 20 different churches were tuned in 20 number two the second door is I want to be an effective ministry amen I'm believing for the door of effectiveness to open up to us I don't want to just have church on Sunday morning. That's great. We need to do that. But I want to be effective on Sunday morning. But I don't want to just be effective on Sunday. I want to be effective Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, how do we do that, Pastor? Everybody take out your hands and go like this. Take a, wave them like this in front of your face and say, this is how you want to do it. <laughs> say it again because it was funny. Say, Dad, this is how we're going to do it. Elder Matthew took his drink of coffee. Come on, say, this is how we're going to do it. <laughs> this is how we're going to do it. Do you know that we still can't get 100% participation with that? That's why we're not as effective as we could be. Because not everybody in the body is serving in the body. The hand's off at the casino. And the left hand is gonna, is, isn't here. They just they want to be served. They're not serving. Before you ever get to part the water, learn how to pour some. Joshua served up under Moses. Joshua was an incredible leader. But before he ever lead, you know what he did? He served. Huh? Joshua parted the water eventually, but that wasn't his goal and his aim. His aim was to first pour Moses some water so when Joshua, he could lead the children of Israel over and cross through the water. Before you ever pour some water or part some water, honey, learn how to pour the water. Learn how to serve the hurting. Learn how to feed the hungry. Come on. Learn how to go with elder to, to the prisons and minister life to other people. A lot of times our families don't get saved because we're too busy serving us and not serving them. Talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. Hand. Hello. Use your hands. Use your feet. Let's be an effective church in 24. Amen? Come on. I don't like, I don't like churches that aren't effective. We have an army in here. My God, we have an army in here, Brother John. We could change this city for Christ if we all jumped on board and did, did what the Lord is wanting us to do. Third door, I'm believing. It's the third one. is the door of ministry. The door of ministry is to open. Now, I believe there's people in our church that are highly skilled, highly gifted, and highly anointed, but you're sitting on that skill, gifting, and anointing. I, I remember last year, we started using Miss Kristen to pray publicly. That girl is anointed. I mean, I mean, kick devil's face and anointed. I mean, don't mess with her. I mean, I'm not afraid of her physicality coming for him. But when she prays, heaven's open, things shift, and it moves. Well, had she never stood up and said, hey, I'll be used, that door of ministry would not have been open for her. 
So what I'm believing for, and we say doors of ministry, I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about this out there. Come on. We're not called just to have church. See, we dumbed American theology. We dumbed it down so much that we think this is what we're called to do. Go to church. Take your Bible, brush the dust up on Sunday, go to church. No. There's a dying world out there that we're keeping the answer a secret. If I had the answer for AIDS, do you think I would be here today? No. Where would I be? At the hospital. Amen. Amen. If I had the cure for cancer, do you think I'd be here today? No, I'd be on Fox News, CNN, telling the whole world how they can get free of cancer. Why is it when it comes? Some of us are more passionate about Biden and Trump than we are Jesus. You know it's true because I've seen some of y'all's posts. Some of you are more passionate about politics than you are kingdom. Come on, come on, come on. Talking about why don't you get on fire for Jesus and open the door of ministry? Come on. We are living in the biggest day of free influence. You can get on YouTube for free. You can get on Facebook for free. You can get on any social media platform for free and preach the unadulterated word of God and change the world. Somebody say yes. I'm believing for those doors to open to you, LifeGate. I'm believing for multi-million dollar ideas that are going to change the world. I'm believing for ideas for you to get on social network, social media, look into your camera and cast out devils, heal the sick, set the captive free. Doors of ministry are opening in the name of Jesus. Shout yes. Look at your neighbor say yes. Doors, 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 doors. Doors are opening. Doors are shutting. Doors open and doors shut. Doors open and doors shut. Now, I believe in the power of the supernatural. I do. I've seen it in my life. I've seen God protect me many times. I was driving down the interstate going 70 miles an hour. There was no rain. There was no ice. My car started acting crazy. This, I, was on, I was on 470 in Columbus, Ohio, and my car started spinning in circles on the interstate, stopped, and I was facing a head-on, and a semi-tractor trailer was coming and stopped right before my car. I've seen God protect me supernaturally. I've seen God move mountains for me. I've seen God do financial miracles that made me scratch my head in awe and wonder. You, 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 can't, you can't talk me out that God is good, that God is a God of blessing. And here's what I'm believing for 2024. You don't have to believe this. You ain't got to write it down, but I believe there's four of you that are going to say amen. I'm believing that in 2024, you're going to walk through an entry door of blessing. Now watch, 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 watch. That's where some of you are in there. And you're saying, oh, God, I don't have what I need. You've given me this idea. I don't have the money to start it. You've given me this idea. I don't know how it's ever going to take place. I'm just sitting up here inside this little box minding my own business. I read a portion of scripture, Alex, in 1 Kings. I've read this probably, I don't know, 10 times. I've never read it before. When I read it this time, I, I fell out. I about fell out of my chair. I needed an usher to come hold me up. There's this guy in your Bible by the name of Ahijah. How many's ever heard of him before? Ahijah. I, I've heard of him, but I never 
really studied him. And Ahijah was a prophet who was blind. He couldn't see, but he had ears to hear. And the Bible said that Jeroboam's wife went to go see the prophet. And the Bible said that she went to go see the prophet. And when she got close to his house, the prophet inside his house heard her at the door. And the Bible said she came with hands full of things to sustain him. Here's what I heard the Holy Ghost say to you at LifeGate Church, that in 2024, there's going to be some knocks on our door. There's going to be some Jeroboam's wives who are going to come with blessing in their hand, who are going to come with checks in the mail, who are going to come, our stocks are going to go up. You ain't saying anything. It's all right. Who's going to come? We're going to be so blessed. We're going to talk about us. You're about to drive up on the parking lot in something new. You're about to get new keys for your new house. Come on, somebody. Your bank accounts are going to overflow. Your application is going to get sent to the top. And in 2024, you're going to find an entry point for blessing. You're about to find blessing is about to flow into your house. And not just money. I'm talking about spiritual blessing too. You're about to get a revelation from God. You're about to get breakthrough from God. You're about to get deliverance for your family for God. 2024 is the year of the door. Say yes. Not only is it a year for the blessing, the door opening, it's also going to be a year we're going to see the supernatural miracle working power of God. I believe it. Do you know that you can't even activate the supernatural until you open the door? You can't activate the supernatural by being lazy. You can't. It takes faith, belief. Whatever you mock, you'll never have. If you make fun of me because I pray in tongues, don't worry, you'll never have it. If you mock somebody who's laid out on the floor, travailing in the spirit, tears streaming down their faces, they're getting liberty, and you make fun of that, you'll never have it. You will never possess what you make fun of. I don't like how loud he is. Well, you'll never have the fire then. I don't ever, you'll never have it then. You will never possess what you mock. But I believe that this church is about to be shaken. I got a dog named Buddy. And Eli and Daylin's son for Christmas and for birthdays, he always gives me dog toys for my dog. And my dog, Buddy, he'll grab one of them toys that he gives us and he'll put it in his mouth and he'll just start shaking it back and forth until that thing comes unwound. And here's what I'm believing for in 2024. I believe God's about to grab our church and start shaking it up in the Holy Ghost until it becomes all wound. Some of you about to leave these services and your hair is going to be sticking sideways. Some of you are going to leave this service and you have snot stains that you left on the floor. God, we just want you to know we are available for cancers to be healed here. We are available for demons to run here. We are available, God, for deliverances here. Lord, open the door. Somebody say yes. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Doors. Ben, are you ready? You better take those earphones out. You know what doors also are, Brother Chris? They're for egress. You know what I'm talking about, Brother John? You've done construction. Egress. Escape. Deliverance, exit, out, moving from, there's a fire. You don't sit there, you, you run, 
toward the door that says exit. And some of you have been in a cycle of bondage. You get free for a little bit, then you fall. You get bound for a little bit, and then you get freedom at the altar, and then two days later, you're on your face again. But I hear the powerful voice of the Holy Ghost say that this is a year of door. Help me out, Benjamin. You're about to come out of some things. You're about to come out of limitation. You're about to come out of bondage. You're about to come out of disease. You're about to come out of addiction. You're about to come in. You're coming out. I want the world to know. Gonna let it show. I'm coming out. Mm -mm. I want the world to know. Oh, let's stop. They might put me on TikTok or something. Worldly pastor sings a Diana Ross song at church. He's going to hell. He must be coming out of something. I love my wife. I'm straight. Praise God. You're coming out of depression in 24. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. But don't do what Ben just did. Don't go back in. Don't come out for Sunday and go back in on Monday. You can really go in, Ben. I'm teasing. But in 24, we used to hound you. I believe God's going to break that backbone. And it won't hound you anymore. Come on, bird. I've been praying for you. Come on, bird. I've been praying for you. Man, the devil's so scared of you. Oh, he's scared of you. You know why he's scared of you, bird? Because the motive in your heart's pure. I love your heart. Your heart is pure before the Lord. Your heart is pure in relationships. And oh, the devil hates that. Because you know why? In church, we have a button. Not this church, but other churches. I've been to them. In churches, they're known for being manipulators and opportunistic people. As soon as somebody greater comes through the door, they push you aside. But not here. We're coming out of that. We're coming out of depression. We're coming out of sleepless nights. Can I get an amen? We're coming out of anxiety. We're coming out of fear. Some of y'all need to come out of racism. Coming out of prejudices. We're coming out of bondage. We're coming out of Egypt. We're coming out of, we're coming out of bondage. We're coming out of Egypt. We're coming out of hate. We're coming out of pain. We're coming out of solical wounds. We're coming out of emotional pain. We're coming out. Somebody say the door is open. Say the door is open. It's open. It's open. It's open. It's not going to just be open for you. You know what I like about this, Brother Ben? Come out here again. I'm so sorry. Everybody give Brother Ben. It's Buddy Ben. Give him a big round of applause. He's a man of God and he's single, just to let you know. Got a good job, fat bank account, man of God. What the enemy wants you to do is keep the door open when you come out. Ben, what I want you to do is shut that door. Go find a seat. You're going to come back in a minute, but I'm just saying. Walk away. If you can't have the app on your phone, shut the door. If you, I don't know why you would, but if you can't go to Applebee's without ordering a martini, don't go to Applebee's. I don't know why you'd go there anyway. 
if you can't hang out with your crew without being sinful, shut the door. In 2024, some of you need to shut the door to some relationships. You need to shut the door to some apps. You need to shut the door to Netflix and chill. If you want to be free, you got to shut the door. If you want to stay free, you got to shut the door. If you don't want to be bound anymore, you got to shut the door. Come on, put your hands together. Give him praise. Man, I feel like preaching today. Satan is an evil charmer. He's hungry for a soul to hurt. hurt. And without all your holy armor, uh, 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 he will eat you for dessert. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything is all right. Light the candle. Hey, when I was a little baby child, good and bad was just a game. Many years and many trials. Y'all are slow today or something. Prove to me they're not the same. Shut. Everybody sing it now. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Hey, shut the door. Keep the devil. Tonight, shut the door. Keep out the devil. Light the candle. Everything is all right. Hey, light the candle. Everything is all right. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Stop giving the enemy access to what you're supposed to be free from. Stop flirting with the demons. God is calling you to evacuate. Shut the door. Man, I'm preaching in here. Holy Ghost, help me. the devil in the night come on some of us are so full of anxiety because we keep letting the devil in I can't do that now the book of Proverbs 18 says this for the name of the Lord my God in heaven is a strong tower the righteous run into it and they are safe. Can you put that picture up there for me, media team, of the strong tower? Did, did they get that, Brother Berto? It's okay if they did it. Did they get it? That's okay. It's all good. It's all good. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. What a strong tower was, you all remember them old Middle Evil movies and Middle Evil pictures of a concrete, huge tower that was around the castle? That was so they could protect what was inside. And they would, have, they would have army men up there, soldiers with bow and arrows and crossbows, you know, with fire on the end of the arrow, and they would shoot it as the enemy would come. A lot of church people have that thought process about God. Just run to the Lord for safety. Just run from the enemy. 
and run to the Lord. The Bible said in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give unto you power and authority to tread upon serpents and all scorpions over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. These signs will follow them that believe in my name. They're going to cast the devil out. Honey, you're not supposed to just run to the name of the Lord as a strong tower, as in running from the enemy. You run to the Lord and turn around and confront the enemy. And it is time in the American church we stop playing church and we get God backing us and we put our finger under the metaphoric nose of Pharaoh, that old devil, that old serpent, and say enough is enough. You've been in my family too long. Enough is enough. You have robbed my body from health. Enough is for the name of the Lord. You see, the door is keeping Benjamin safe. I'm outside his covering. He's safe in there. And the Lord is the door. He is the barrier. Keeping Ben safe. I'm about to have a Pentecostal fit. Because I can't get to him. And that's where the Lord wants you. Safe in his arms. The name of the Lord. Is a strong tower. Run into it. And then confront. He can see me. I can hear him. Play them drums, Ben. I can hear him. Stop getting quiet. Stop getting quiet. Run behind the safety of the Lord. And then turn around and tell the devil to go. You don't have to call the TBN prayer hotline to get freedom in your house. You don't have to call the prophetic hour hotline to get the enemy to leave your house. You do not need Pastor Greg to come to your house and do what you're supposed to do and anoint your house with oil. Open up the door and kick the devil. Everybody say, I have power. Look at your neighbor say, you have power. Slap that person a high five behind you and tell them you have power. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong in here today. Psalm 91 says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. See, a lot of you don't abide because you don't dwell. You don't dwell in the safety of God because you're you, you dating him. You leave the door open. You got your eyes on somebody else. You got your eyes. Your heart is entwined. Your soul is tied in to the culture of the world. And so the world's got you drunk and intoxicated. As long as you can scroll for 12 hours, don't get in your prayer closet. As long as you can watch inappropriate things on your phone, don't worry about praying and reading a Bible. Just be a quiet, lukewarm, Laodicean, dead Christian. But I got news for the American church. There's a revival coming to America that the earth has not seen and the door is open. Have you made God your dwelling place? I've been asking God, we prayed it this morning, Brother John.
Thank you for helping me today. God, put the fear of the Lord in our hearts. Because I can't make you fall in love with God. You're already self-determined in your own heart what you're going to do. To fear God means you honor him. It's not like I'm, I'm afraid, like I'm scared. It's kind of like this. Olivia, she's an amazing child. My daughter, she's 14. And if you was here Wednesday night, my God, can the church say amen? amen. She is a prophesying prophetic fireball. I don't know where she gets it from. And if she does something wrong, which is very, 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 very rare, all I do is this. And she said, what? You going to talk to me that way? God, I'm sorry. It's, she ain't a, I'm not going to touch her. I'm not going to beat her or anything. She has an honor of her daddy. And in the American church, we don't have conviction. We don't. It's part of our numbness. We, we can watch two men on television on a sitcom kissing, and it don't even bother us. We, we don't shut the, at our house, we shut the program off. That's what we do. I'm not watching that in this house. I'm talking about all sin. Pastor Parsley told me a story about Dr. Summerall. He was on an airplane, and he was watching a movie, which he never did, he said. It was a foreign film, and this man was cheating on his wife. Thank you, Brother John. That was good. No, you're good. It's good. <laughs> and, and this man was cheating on his wife, and Dr. Summerall didn't realize he was talking so loud. And he blurted out very loudly, why would any man want to leave his wife and go have sex with another woman? Took the earphones off and stopped watching it. Where's the conviction in the way we talk? How can we put our lips on one another and say we follow Jesus? Well, all them white people, there's going to be white people in heaven. And if you don't like white people, you won't be there. A lot of them black people. If you don't like black people, you're not going to go to heaven because there's a lot of black people there. If you don't like Latinos, come on, somebody. Come on, Priscilla. Dios te bendiga. En fuego de Dios. Espíritu Santo, Gloria. Chalupo, Chaco, praise God. Gloria. If you don't like me, I won't see you there. Where's your heart? Here's what Jesus said in Matthew. He said, woe to you, teachers of the law, Pharisees, hypocrites. A hypocrite in this time, Pastor Greg, you're a theologian, you don't know this. They were professional actors like Hollywood. They wore a mask and they'd masquerade and they would put on productions and be somebody totally that they weren't. Jesus is calling these religious people that. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. Watch what Jesus says. Not me. This is Jesus, our Lord. You yourselves never enter the kingdom, nor will you let those attached to you enter who are trying. 
He goes on in a different message and he says this. Dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter in the kingdom of God. Uh, Alex, did I drop that needle? I don't see it. Oh, here it is. See how hard it is? The Bible tells us, let me wipe my face. The Bible said, Jesus, it is not impossible, it is hard for a camel to enter to the eye of a needle. It's just that hard for you and I to enter in the kingdom realm. Now, that's not talking about heaven. A lot of people that don't read the Bible, they think that Jesus was talking about heaven. That's not talking about heaven. That's talking about the dominion of God on earth and the dominion in God in heaven. Remember, that kingdom come, that will be done here as it is there. It's there in fullness, but yet it's here in part. Some people never enter into power. They never feel the presence of God. They never enter because they won't repent in their heart. They won't surrender in their heart. So therefore, they never enter in. And the Lord spoke to me because I was praying and seeking God. What is wrong with the American church? He just kept bringing it back to me. My people don't love me. They flirt with me. They like the idea of me, but they're not surrendering to me. For it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And, and, and there's two different, two different theological, if you read commentaries like I do, there's two different theological explanations of what Jesus was talking about. A camel has a big hump on his back. Most people think that's for water, but that's not what it's for. It's actually fat. They can't get rid of it. It's to sustain them as they cross the desert, the hard places, the dry places. It's fat. I could fuse, lose a few, I could not, I can't afford to lose too much more. But they'll start looking as, as, as glorious as you do with your skinny self. We could all, you know, use to lose a little bit on us. And it represents in this illustration that a camel had to get down on its belly and crawl through the gateway of the city. That's called the eye of the city. It wasn't impossible. It was extremely hard. They had to take all the baggage off the camel. They would have to move his hump a certain way to fit under the gate. And that camel would have to crawl on its belly. They would pull him to get into the, to the eye of the city. You can't come to Jesus without sacrifice and surrender. Sacrifice and surrender is entry-level Christianity. No dying of you, no lordship of him. Less of you, more of him. None of me, all of you. I was reading in a Hebraic commentary, and they said that a camel in the Hebrew can also be an interchangeable word that we get in the English with cable. For it's easier, it's hard for a man to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a cable to go through the eye of the needle. Y'all see how small that little eye is? That's a pretty big cable. Well, that's impossible, Pastor. Bishop, how are we going to get that in there? Well, you have to take it, cut it off, and start unwinding it and stripping it down until you get to that one single thread that's buried down in there 
until all that's left is that little thread. And then you can take that little thread and stick it through the eye of the needle until it becomes one. That's how hard it is to enter the kingdom realm. You have to allow him to strip you of you. Pride has to come off of you. Sunday morning Christianity, that's not going to cut it. That You're not going to enter the kingdom realm. Dishonorable and disrespectful to spiritual authority, you won't enter the kingdom realm. Dishonoring your parents, kids, you won't enter the kingdom realm. Come on in here. Dishonoring your older parents, adult kids, you will not enter the kingdom realm. Come on in here. Saying no when you want to say yes. Saying yes when you want to say no. When you're being led by conviction, led by the Holy Ghost. If you follow you over him, you will never enter in the door. Is it impossible? No. Is it difficult? Yes. It's daily. It's relationship. It's hard. It's heavy. But the door's open for you. Jesus, the master teacher, in John chapter number 10 said this, I am the door. I am the gate. I am the eye. Narrow is the way. Few there be that get in. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many there will be that find it. Today, you're either flirting with the door, staring at the door, Hanging around the door are you entering in the door. The only way you can enter in is by saying, Jesus, I got some things in my life I need you to strip me from. See, repentance is not coming to the altar, saying a prayer, feeling a little emotion, and then going back to your chair. That's not repentance. That's called confession, and that's important. Jesus said, whoever confesses their sins, I am faithful and just to forgive them and cleanse them of all unrighteousness. But repentance means a change in what you do. There are three categories of sin in your Bible. Sin means to miss the mark. We all do it. We're going to do it today. When your team doesn't win or you see a foul, you're going to be fleshly for a minute, and you might miss the mark, okay? Some of you missed it on the way to church when they cut you off. You missed the mark. There's transgression. That's when God says, I don't want you to go here and do this. But we say, sorry you told us not to do that. Bottoms up. I'll repent later. That's a prideful transgression. But then the Bible said there's something called iniquity. Iniquity is the lifestyle that we came out of when we repented. We had the pull from Jesus. We knew what was right, knew what was wrong, and he was bidding us to come through the door. But he was saying, if you're going to come through my door, you're going to have to give some stuff up. You're going to have to walk away from that lifestyle. You can't have sex Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you're not married, acting like you're married and you're not married, and expecting that's not your way, that's your way, that's not my way. That's the lifestyle of sin. You have to repent and go the other way. We're losing the gospel in America. 
We, we have raised a generation of deconstructists that are deconstructing theology that all you have to do is repeat after a preacher and you're going to heaven. It's not the Bible. There is no repeat after me in the Bible. It's not in there. Peter said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Paul the apostle said, repent, change your ways because the kingdom of God is at hand. If you're not a changing one, you're not a following one. Where are you with the Lord today? Are you living in iniquity still? Are you practicing the lifestyle that Jesus so lovingly and graciously called you from? Are you changing into the image of God? Only you can answer that. Young person, your parents can't get your heart right. Only you can. Husbands, your, your wife can't do all the praying and expect victory to be in your house while your mouth is silent. Come on in here. I've been praying and asking God to send men of God to our, we got a lot of single ladies in our church and they're not second class citizens, by the way. They're just as powerful, if not some of them more powerful because they have more time than some of our married uh, spouses in the church. And I've been praying, God, send us some young men. Let them be good looking. Let them have a good job. A house. A car, their own. Let them not just be mama's boys. Let them be responsible. But most importantly, Lord, let them be on fire for you. Let them be standard setters, burden lifters, yoke destroyers, mountain movers. All the single ladies said, I felt you ladies. You're like, amen. (laughs) Amen. Surrender. Would you have to do that, Bishop, every day of my life? Sometimes I want to say something. And the Holy Ghost is like, nope, you better shut your mouth. Yes, sir, I'm following. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I was, okay, I'll tell myself. We, my wife and I were at the store the other day. I don't, like, I don't like going to a store of expertise and the person behind the counter acts like they're irritated that you're there. Oh, it drives me crazy. I'm like, um, okay, I'm at the right store. I said, I said, hello. There was nobody there but my wife and I and this person. She was like, what? I was like, I'm going to go over here for just a minute. I got to get some toilet flanges, honey. I'll be right back. I came back. She's texting me. You better fix your face. She, she acts like the Holy Ghost at our house. You better fix your face. You better watch your tone. You're, you're being gruff. I walked by and said, how are you today? Is your, is your day going good? Are you the only one having to work back here? There was nobody there. I was like, you're the only one. That, you're, they make you work up here all by yourself? There was nobody else in the room. She's like, yes. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's horrible. <laughs> you should come to LifeGate Church. <laughs> that's surrender. It's not all the big, we make these things big. 
you know, the big don't list of Christianity. Don't drink alcohol. Don't cuss. What about just being kind when the Holy Ghost tells you to? Surrender. How about stopping for a moment when the Holy Spirit says, pray for that person? And you're like, I ain't doing that. That's crazy. I was at the store in, in a different state this week, and there was this, uh, this person. I could tell something was wrong with them. So I, just, I said, miss, can I pray for you? Yes. I'm having a horrible time in life. Obey the Holy Ghost. You don't need an outreach calendar for a church to do outreach. That's religion. We're supposed to do that all the time. 